If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Comedy Bureau. Field Report, the Comedy Bureau. Field Report is a member of the Believe Podcast family. That is why on your favorite podcast platform, it reads Believe in the Comedy Bureau. Field Report, um, a name that is on episode 151, still very much there, and it'll probably exist in episode 302 (laughs) and 604, I don't know. Uh, It's crazy that it's almost three years of this podcast, but um, that's my measurement for how long it's been since COVID. Uh, Anyhow, on that note, on recording on Valentine's Day, Either happy Valentine's Day or happy Singles Awareness Day, if that's a thing to everybody listening. Um, bringing back one of my favorite people in comedy, one of my favorite people, one of the best producers in comedy. Give it up for Joel Mandelcorn, everybody. Yo! <laughs> hey! I think this is the first international episode, technically. Yeah? You haven't talked to anyone in Australia or England? or I, I think I have, but they were in L.A. when they were doing it. Oh. Yeah. Right. That's respectful yeah. of you. Time zones are weird. Time zones are weird. Uh, currently, Joel is in Berlin, Germany, and it is 9.18 p.m. where he's at. Why are you blowing up my spot? <laughs> <laughs> um oh i'm sorry did we not discuss this off pod that you you want to on this blows location <laughs> yeah that. you're so, you're trying uh, to be off the grid while you're on zoom yeah i think in in different contexts i you know i care about things but in the context of talking to you even right. in recorded fashion i don't um. care <laughs> <laughs> great great um how okay so have you gotten to see I any comedy or you have any interest in looking at or watching comedy while you're in Europe? I did look. There's a bar. I looked up. I did an internet search. Yeah, yeah. there was like an English night comedy thing at a bar. Yeah, most of the major EU countries have like a expat English language. I think comedy. I jotted it down in like my little travel note thing, and mm-hmm. I would say the likelihood of me going to it is not. Mm-hmm. Right. Not high. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to 
uh, I'm trying to watch some some of the Berlin Film Fest stuff. Oh, okay, so. cool. So I think if for some reason I end up striking out on some screenings and have mm-hmm. a great night when that right. lines up. I'm sure, curiosity might strike. Right. I mean, I I think that is. I'm not, I'm not hating on it. No, I'm no, just no, 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 no. Agenda items. No, I think this is like akin to like Conan O'Brien, who like your work is so inundated in comedy that outside of it, you're like, all right, can we just do something else? Okay, yeah, watch a silver bear winner at the Berlin Film Fest. I I I probably try to split the difference where uh-huh. I like to still not be totally like, uh, watching comedy is, is I'm so over it, either right, special right. or mm-hmm. live. Right. That's that seems shitty and. Like, yeah, what do you get on the inside, and why are you participating? Mm-hmm. But I also, I'm, I'm maybe less of a fiend, or like I feel, you know, less, you know, FOMO or whatever. You know, I'm just like, I don't know. When it, when it naturally kind of holds into my life, it's nice. Right. But I'm maybe uh, less hardcore about making it happen. Uh huh. <laughs> That's fair, especially. I mean, like, I assume with the Berlin Film Fest going on, that's what would probably dominate what's happening in Berlin. I mean, it's like a big city. I'm sure like 90% of the city is like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't give a shit, <laughs> you know, about this thing. Right, you know? right. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, is that the other thing? You're going on, like in okay. LA, it's like, you know, like no one gives a shit. No, <laughs> like, no, people give people. a shit because it causes traffic. Yeah, that's true, but yeah. I mean, even then they'll be like, huh, what? And then someone, it'll be like a, hey, that thing is happening. They're like, oh, yeah. Right. I watched Top Gun. <laughs> and there, there's hey, a conversation. It saved the movie industry, Joel. We have to pay our respects. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I came across that creepy video that I did not watch. Right. I, uh... Spielberg and Tom Cruise, like, right. hugging. Yep. Yep. And... I was like, wow, it's nice, though, when really rich, successful people can just be dorks and emotionally bond over something that doesn't really matter. Oh, like a reminder that they have humanity? I know, but it's like such a, it's it's so removed from actual mm-hmm. real life. Oh, yeah. Like, they're like, like, they really are. I mean, I guess they probably are because they're powerful and there are, there is some passion there, but they're like really fretting. Mm-hmm. here's the thing they are but only for their ego they want to be like able to make their shit and have it ex- and have it in the same experience uh-huh. they don't give a fuck about movie going ex- like movie theaters and the movie experience because if they did they'd support like independent movie you know director you know they would do right. and i'm sure spielberg probably does it i mean scorsese is a better example because he actually gets off his ass and like produces mm-hmm. shit and watches stuff and like right. goes and talks to people and is actually like a supportive member right. to continuing the you know movie theaters and, right. and movie going. Spielberg and Tom Cruise don't do that shit. No, Tom is too busy trying to make himself look like an actual superhero or a human being. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, so sure, but also mm. let's put it in context. These mm-hmm. these are just two rich assholes just trying to. They're happy that there's a little more runway for what they want to do to right. make money and be creative in their way. Right. But they don't care at large. 
They're not right. putting in any effort. Yeah. The... I mean, even the Russo brothers, I mean, you did you know this? The Russo brothers kind of had a hand in extent, expanding distribution for everything everywhere all at once. Oh, I didn't know that. But that that's a good sign, see? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You well, like um, they were the A twenty four couldn't do it on its own. Yeah, I think well, like not like a nationwide release that it had. I mean, it's the it was in the spring. Like, what else was happening? <laughs> I know, right? But that is how is it? It's tricky days. It's tricky days. So it is nice when powerful people support, even like mm -hmm. the, a tier or two below them, and right, you know, have something beyond just their like their paychecks and their projects. Oh, absolutely. Because that, so, at some point you know, you're wondering, like, even if, even if we're talking about high level to like mm -hmm. medium high level, mm -hmm. it's still something. Don't right. want to be a full leader. Right. <laughs> what it, I mean, are you, uh, I know the awards are stupid. We, 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 we... Oh my God, do yeah. not make me talk about the fucking Oscars. Okay, go, I, go. Won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Yes. Like, sure, I have it. Any opinion you have about the Oscars is like you're admitting that mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like listening to toddlers talk about sure. like the real world. I know? just I'm just excited that everything everywhere all at once is like potentially gonna be like an Oscar favorite. Sure. Like you always can take a step back and even when mm -hmm. stuff is like purely cynical enterprises and right. when anything that gets exposure mm -hmm. and that like people who are outside of like the diehards or right. people, you know, do it. Mm -hmm. They 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 can find people to connect with their projects. Mm -hmm. That one, and then maybe moving forward, and right. so that's so even if this dumb TV show slash award show thing mm -hmm. uh, is completely cynical enterprise, right. it can do something positive for yeah. certain artists. So yeah, that's it's okay. Yeah, uh, so talking about it like it's the super bowl or no like, it really matters or even like people try to justify like this is how we like register what movie history is and i was like yeah you're a fucking idiot yeah <laughs> Dude, if, it, it's yeah if like yeah i don't know it's like like caring about history only through how cnn covered election nights right something. I, right 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 just, yeah just like we uh, a montage <laughs> of steve kornacki yeah, I mean, it's not that it's like, no, you gotta engage with movies beyond the Oscars. That's step mm -hmm. one, if mm -hmm. you actually are interested in it. Oh, yeah, because there's, I mean, if it, I mean, I think it's a commentary on how cynical it is that there is a separate, there's a division between the foreign film category and best picture. And then, yeah, the I mean, there's something, you know, it's like more categories, that's more people get exposure and let's winners right. and nominations. And so right. it's like, maybe sure, you know, right. But, right. But yeah, I think but this is the first so time that like the best foreign film is like lesser than best picture. Right. But then even the, that there's trickery around that where I'm pretty sure Diving Bell and the Butterfly was like exempted from best foreign film, but they got nominated. nominated for like best director or best i don't best know director. how that works and, and things have changed on the end mm -hmm. because if if a film because it's like then the, it has to make it through it's like it's like weird it's like minor league you gotta make it be nominated by its own nation right to be considered. and every country gets yeah. one movie 
Yeah, uh, which is again, so like it's like the Olympics. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> but maybe there was—I don't know about that instance, but maybe there's there was a workaround where the movie didn't get picked by its country, but was it, still it didn't nominate it at large. I think what happened was it got it was a there was an American production company involved, and then it got like I guess enough of a run in the states. To, so like, they were like, able to just push it regular yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I bet yeah. also I'm betting that if that happened, it probably would have been like, oh, we got to change the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's... the Andrew Riseboro thing. It's so uh-huh. dumb. It is like people dumb. who are like mad that famous actors and mm-hmm. some agents and stuff, like, yeah, they did the same thing that like Sony Pictures Classics does. Right. Just slightly different, and they're like, "Well, well it's okay when Netflix and Sony Pictures Classics and Fox Search like throw parties and do this other big campaigns and stuff, right?" But if you know some famous actors do something, right? It's it's like awkward, cheesy, bad, right? Like, again, we're just talking about a dumb TV show. Yeah, yeah. There's first world problems, and then there are like these problems which are even at more out of touch with in the first world <laughs> yeah i mean everything has its context and there's some validity to talk about it and like how she pushed out some other nominees but still it's like we're all talking about like a bunch of successful people and who got to mm-hmm. sit at what table at the big party you know yeah it's like well yeah oh boy but yeah. i it I the only I'll just say maybe this. you tricked me into talking about the Oscars. Ah, <laughs> I just wanted to say that it's exciting that a comedy, like a thing that is a comedy, is like leading the way for this year's Oscars, and I I can't even remember if that ever happened, ever. Well, they smartly have not Martin like nothing about it has been pitched as comedy. Right. It's like you know, and and an action adventure family thing. They're right. Like, Everyone is like, it, don't even bring up the word comedy. And that's, probably, <laughs> that's, been the, that's been the key to this campaign. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. about family. It's, yeah. it's a magical adventure. Right. But, you know, for certain people, it's not a family-friendly movie. Yeah. Well, why? Mm. Because you don't want to be reunited with, or make, make up with your family? You know, the sex toys, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. that. Was that's like the little bit like if there was like one little passing version. The fact that that had a little bit of a long run mm-hmm. of that that joke in the movie is a right. little bit of a thing for me. I'd say, <laughs> and I'm not even not even as a prude, just as like, ugh, this is a little hacky and little like, I don't know, a little like 1990s bro comedy. Sure. And and I'm not sure it was very wink wink either. And the fact that they returned to it a few times, I'm like, nope, they legitimately just thought this was funny. Right. I mean, I think that's they that this is like a sign of growth because I feel like Swiss Army Man was full of that, like a lot of it. like that was mm-hmm. the core of its humor. Mm-hmm. A lot and of this... body flatulence and stuff. Yeah, 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 and a lot of that. And uh, th- there's a lot more emotional depth and everything everywhere all at once yeah i guess that's uh yep you can you know as long as there's some family storyline i guess you can throw in sex toys that's what we learned yeah that is indeed what we learned <laughs> all right also I'll, I'll stop making you talk about the Oscar. i do want to talk so hot tub with kurt and Kristen. 
uh, a show you produce for how many years now? Um, eight, ten, ten or ten? so. Ten. I mean, we had pandemic on and off a little right. bit of, you know, a few sabbaticals, but right, right. Yeah, it's January twenty. We did one show in twenty December twenty twelve, mm-hmm. but we started the regular run in that in Los Angeles January twenty thirteen. They're hitting their eighteenth year, and again they had a little break when they moved to LA, and then mm-hmm. you know of course the last recent years, right? Uh, a little bit on and off, but yeah, in general eighteen years for them, and like ten years for us. Damn. Yeah. How. Okay, so now that you're settled at a new venue on a new day, which is kind of monumental for a show that's always been a Monday at eight, no matter where it is. Yeah, this is like 2023. You gotta just fucking sometimes shit has to change. Yeah, so you're you're it's it's Wednesdays. It's uh outside. Uh, it is cold in L.A. How's it going? Hmm uh it's good yeah i mean lance and the whole staff at permanent records roadhouse are very positive very supportive very helpful and just like just there's not a lot of weird venue bullshit Mm -hmm. um what qualifies as weird venue bullshit for the listeners i don't just like people are like it basically in general the whole attitude is like oh yeah oh like even if no matter how long you've been doing it they're like and you walk in for your show day and they're like, oh, yeah, there's a whole like, oh, yeah, you're fucking doing that thing, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that attitude of like, oh, wow, that's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're doing the little the talky thing. Cool, cool. OK, I don't we don't none of us give a shit <laughs> or, or actively like this is annoying. Oh, God, the fucking uh, the comedy thing. Uh, Even though some, some version of that is happening through sure. management or staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um yeah no the crew over at permanent records are nice and supportive and it's been positive so far and we've made it through our cold nights and getting mm-hmm. some good turnouts and yeah no uh, you got plenty uh, of you know, lamps and all that and what no, yeah i mean okay. it's cold i mean even for la you know a few nights have been in the 40s but oh i mean my psa is like los angeles you guys are going to travel you probably are from somewhere that might be cold. Mm-hmm. Invest in some layers and a fucking coat. Right. Jesus Christ, grow the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Are people complaining? I'm I'm not personally complaining. I'm just saying. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not like overwhelming, but, it's, you know, the people who complain are the people who like register. That's like how our culture works. But right, right. Just, I don't really have much to say. I was like, yeah, you should probably, um, I don't know, I'm pretty sure you can figure out a way to make yourself warmer mm-hmm. people do uh, stuff in weather all the time i think you can do it yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean you know you can literally check the weather and know it's going to be cold at night and then bring right. a coat or right. a hat or a beanie right and you'll be okay yeah is this uh any akin to your experience like doing super serious at uh, edinburgh um because you did out an outdoor venue no we were in a circus tent we were in one of their little tents in the garden okay but there was like the majority of like hangout while you're not at a show Mm -hmm. was outside but it was in august but every now and then it'd be a little chilly at night i mean it's still the summer 
Yeah. But it was outside, but it being raining sometimes. And, right. Um, and they had some, you know, but you're still walking to and from stuff. And people were like, yeah, I, we got raincoats. Mm-hmm. We know how to do this. Yeah. But what's it like adapting to? I So it's like a very untraditional space, unlike the Virgil and Littlefield, uh, where Hot Tub used to be previously. You're like on a patio that is led to by an inclined driveway. Yeah, I like Ricky Velez. Mm-hmm. I think he gave us the great nickname, The Hill. We're doing comedy at The Hill. Yeah. The show isn't on the hill, but you, you walk down a hill yeah. in the parking lot. It's, I don't know. I'm trying to embrace the drama of it. It's yeah, fun. and there's no green room. You just have this performer's area now. Yeah, it's the, yeah. We, you know, you just, it's, it's got character. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. It is what it is. You make the best of it, trying to like find the balance of like homespun, just hanging out, you know, right. salon style, um, you know, uh, and then still try to keep it nice for, performers and audience you know a little since it, you know, just respect it but mm-hmm. also relax right you know since it's outside i just thought this this is probably the first time that it could actually have a hot tub <laughs> like so you can bring it and roll in the hot tub like an above ground hot tub I not that i'm gonna make I, you do that and i won't say that to kurt i know don't give kurt these ideas that are <laughs> Fun in theory, hard to produce. Yeah, that's his favorite idea ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the guy who jet skied down the Mississippi to raise money. Back, for- if I say anything offensive, keep it in. Bleep that out. So Kurt, <laughs> no one tells Kurt that. <laughs> um. Yeah, in theory, but I don't know. Also, in my producer brain, I was like, that sounds expensive. And also, I was like, uh, that sounds like maybe something you have to have a permit for or something. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, because you've been doing it for a long time. Uh, what's it like being like a UK show? For those who don't know, stand-up shows often in the uh, in England, the UK. And I don't know. I can't. I guess that would count for Ireland and Scotland, too. Um, They take an intermission in their in like an hour hour stand-up show uh because there's no table service for drinks so you just go to the bar and they give people time that's not really a thing to be fair i think uk has wait service too i think they just try to i don't know their their whole vibe is a little more like very regimented and presentational and they definitely want to like make sure they get their drink on right um i don't know if it's like yeah i think maybe there's also like oh it's awkward to like get up during the show to go get a drink or go to the bathroom right in the uk but um yeah so we have to do that now to help just you know the vibe being the back of the of the venue so let people have a chance to go to the bathroom and Mm -hmm. buy some alcohol right uh I don't know. I guess it's weird on and service level weird, mm-hmm. but I don't know. We're outside on a patio on a weeknight, just mm-hmm. fucking around. So we can all relax a little bit and sure. just go with the flow. And uh, it's just adults hanging out, gathered, congregating, mm-hmm. listening to other adults talk. Yep. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird, but mm-hmm. and you have to like finesse, like, you know, how to get the show energy back up and all the stuff that's obvious, but right 
It's not the end of the world either. No, I, I mean that's been my that's been my like I've been preaching that forever, working independent comedy for so many years. Where it's just like, yes, I'm aware of the perfect comedy venue and the vibe, and it's magical and right. low ceiling, and everyone's just like this intimate sparking back and forth, and and you're right. just forced into this like beautiful thing. Yeah, but also life life exists outside of this perfect bubble and you can like you know uh still entertain and communicate and congregate in different settings and it's okay and it's fun yeah even if it's not perfect so when did you get into this fight with todd glass (laughs) oh yeah well (laughs) i mean i I understand, but also it's like relaxed too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like there's the optimal and there's a way, but then also in stuff that's like unorthodox, you can like, you can find your own way to it, you know, to make sure people are comfortable, excited, entertained, engaged, right. mm-hmm. uh, enthusiastic, and right. you can, you can still do it. And it's just, you gotta do a few different things and mm-hmm. you gotta, and, and maybe you'll never be fully that like, everyone locked in you know but it's okay Mm -hmm. you can still do a version of it Mm -hmm. it's not horror it's not like it's not an automatic failure right i don't know there's all sorts of things like we all hang out in different contexts it's like people have parties in houses people have parties at backyards people have parties like at parks people have parties at the beach you know what all those versions people have fun and yes maybe a performance version of that is weird but but people play music you can listen to someone play music on the middle of the street in a shopping center and if you can have engage with that and enjoy it and be touched by it versus like and then the same thing as like the most beautiful concert hall you know right right i know but maybe you have to park and walk and then pay 800 you know you know 80 bucks and just get dressed up and you're like yeah you enjoy it and you like it appreciate it but is it that discernible different from like something that's more low frill maybe maybe not i don't know it depends i mean i've had times where i felt like i witnessed something truly special because it was like a low turnout but it was something like a show that was like really experimental and weird yeah you know and so you're like there with maybe 10 to 20 people but everyone is dialed in on what the show is and they have a great time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, we're all, it's good to strive for the optimal and the real thick ass and the big, big mm-hmm. ticket stuff. And mm-hmm. But we don't have to like look at the stuff that's less than as, as an automatic failure. Right. All right, you want to do comedy news? Sure. <laughs> My favorite thing. You keep you keep me you keep me caring. <laughs> Glad to. You know, it's crazy that that was like the inception of this podcast was preempted by months and months, arguably years, of being like, who the hell wants me to hear me talk about news and comedy? And yet I apparently keep people informed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even because of travel and just a little bit out of it. So right. when you sent me over topics, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. 
Well, yeah, also, I don't know. People don't obsessively read the trades like I do. Yeah, there's, like, some weeks where I'm a little more plugged in, and other weeks I'm, like, uh, doing another shit or just don't care. Yeah, you just want to see what pops up on people. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, everything is always interesting to take in and, like, think about. But right. I, so when I say don't care, it's, like, don't care enough to, like, try to be first to it. Oh, sure. And there's a bunch of stuff where the old, I mean, like the news of it is just like one line, like, oh, so-and-so is going to star in a pilot at CBS. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then that's yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you're good about that where you like, you got to clock what's happening, who's doing what. Right. But then you also connect the dots, either whether it's like publicly or just, mm -hmm. you know, and when people have conversations with you, mm -hmm. just like thinking about it a little uh just like the patterns and what's happening and what's what here? what's possible and what mm -hmm. might be happening down the road yeah I, it makes I, it more I, interesting than just tracking famous people's paychecks oh god i would hate that that's part of it that's the starting mm -hmm. point oh yeah. what successful person's getting paid to do what okay cool yeah my favorite rich people they got richer great <laughs> yeah um okay first item of news um cbs starting this spring i believe in april will no longer have two late night shows or two late night talk shows i should say uh they are going to well james corden is going to step down as host of the late late show and then cbs is uh, seemingly opting to uh replace the late late show uh, entirely not get a new host that's a white dude from the UK uh, but uh, instead reboot the Comedy Central game show at midnight previously hosted by Chris Hardwick um, but going to be rebooted reimagined with Stephen Colbert as the executive producer and as far as I know from my sources uh, they, that's all that they've figured out they haven't figured out what it's going to look like or how it's going to work i can't imagine that it wouldn't be too different uh like it would be a game show and you know all the comedians on it will be all comedians and then or maybe some like funny celebrities quote unquote and then they get to like have a writer or write their own answers for prompts that they get ahead of time we might be so far away from at midnight do you have to tell the kids about at midnight Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because uh the hashtag wars was not something they grew up with. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't I mean this is not an indictment because it's totally okay to not know about at midnight. It's just so wondering. okay. You're just oh my wondering God. like you know, like people who are like, I don't know, twenty now. Mm -hmm. Right. Did yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, so for a time, Comedy Central uh, was floated. It's always floated by two or three shows at a time. Um, and they wanted to bolster their late night lineup by having the Daily Show, the Nightly Show, and a third thing, which became At Midnight. Um, they were thinking of maybe having a weirder late night show. Um Jesse Miller talk show got a comedy central pilot for that reason, which I think it would have been way cooler, but whatever. Andre Hyland's very funny. He's still doing other stuff, but um, at midnight is, I believe was created by Alex Blagg and it was basically just a way to gamify 
I think like monologue jokes in a way or like definitely yeah it was like hybrid monologue and like Twitter at the time which is like yeah. quippy topical yeah nasty yeah just so marvelous. Yeah, three three comedians. It was always comedians that were the guests. I love that I talked you into explaining at midnight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't need. Might be helpful. I mean, be... I'm happy. I'm happy being a jerk, but half I actually thought maybe there was context. And right. Helpful. I mean, I will enjoy explaining how um, Brett Gelman <laughs> did not refuse to play the game of at midnight. Well, that's my, the, I mean, I wasn't a, like a religious viewer, but anyone who was just like, this is fucking stupid, mm -hmm. were my favorite contestants. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I love that they, Bart put them on, uh, Bart Coleman, who he was, he was the booker for MMA yeah. when I was running. But uh, so they, there would be three comedians that would go head to head in, in these like various games to uh, claim the prize of funniest person on the internet for that day. Because it was a, like a daily show. Uh, Chris Hardwick was the host. And then um, it ran for, I think, like six seasons. Something like that. Five, six seasons. I know. Crazy. And uh, almost Maybe. every comedian in L.A. and New York got to do it. I mean, I have that like. Of that like tier. tier. Like people who had been you know, successful podcasts, been in some TV shows. Right. If you if you um, had there, there was like there's some certain check marks mm -hmm. for the most part, but yeah, yeah you're there's a yeah, lot if of you had done like the Comedy Central half hour or you were on a short list for a Comedy Central half hour, you'd probably done it. I mean you gotta I guess you gotta have some filter, but um mm -hmm. I don't know. So wait, just so what are your thoughts? Or wait, you're supposed to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna say the thing about Brett. So with that format, it was very straightforward. Brett Gelman, uh, who I think a lot of people know now just as an actor, but formerly like experimental comedian extraordinaire, he was a guest on the show and just kept playing uh, playing this uh, narrative that he was being kidnapped and forced to play at midnight against his will. And he was waiting for somebody to save him the whole time. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, that was that was really really great. So that that was a moment in comedy. I, I, yeah, I guess I wonder whatever the new format if they'll mm -hmm. if they'll allow space for that. I mean, I think we talked about it at the time where you're like it kind of wouldn't work if everyone was like rolling their eyes at it or like right talking no. like you know meta or you know right. But that said, have you watched? So Jimmy Pardo currently hosts this show called Pop Cultured. Which is like very at midnight e, except the thing like there there are three contestants and it's a lot of like topical challenges. It's not the same exact thing as at midnight, but one of the big differences is are yeah, um, Jimmy's the host and he's much more unhinged than Chris, and there's a lot more room for just like banter and riffing, and they definitely aim to book people. Like the last show I went to was had Daniel Van Kirk, Todd Glass, and Justine Marino as the contestants slash guests. Yeah. And and like they were, they just left a lot of room for them to like do whatever the hell they wanted. Yeah. I mean there's like I I mean you know me, I there I kinda like when people are just like going in chaos mode. Um right. but I'm aware of 
maybe <laughs> the need for some structure and also people who are like what is this thing and that's just if you're just turning into chaos you're like right either you're gonna be like jazzed by that or you're gonna be like i'm this is horrifying or this is the most annoying thing ever right if, well, there's, no, if there's no end point you know no mm -hmm. way to kind of get into it right i but i i mean if the show is gonna air at 12 35 I think that should—that's uh, the domain of weird. You should definitely aim and lean towards weird. Is that when that show airs? Well, okay. At I, actually... I, I forgot when late night shows are actually on the air for people over sixty who watch, who are <laughs> oh, who watch it live. Is there anyone? I mean, I guess there's probably someone who has regular television and who's I, I, i'm assuming like like the security guards at like ralph's that's like oh, yeah. yeah yeah there's probably there's something yeah so the late show airs at 11 35 jimmy kimmel live airs at 11 man i've been getting a lot of comedy info here <laughs> to people <laughs> um it's like hello i am here to earth explain <laughs> late night talk show <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 the late late show comes right after at 12 no but thank you i i i totally have forgotten like because there is some little differences like you're just saying one's 11 11 30 right yeah. so they're still gonna call it at midnight even though it doesn't start at midnight this is right. bullshit right I I wonder if they're gonna retool it. So a lot of uh now what's your pitch? Come on, there's like there's still time to get your notes in. Yeah, yeah, there is. Um I I would want something that uh like I, I how do we how how do we take down Gutfeld? How do we I mean so Greg Gutfeld is Fox News's uh late night talk show host that they have one and he goes his show is called Gutfeld and according to ratings Nielsen it is has outperformed everybody else in late night who's on the left or edit identifies as being on the left um sometimes Colbert is still like overall is like number one but Gutfeld has gotten up there and, but are any are the demo is anyone getting anyone and they're like fifty or sixty years old? Yeah, and, I I've I've I don't know if they published that part of the trades, but I'd be interested to see that. I it sounds like you're talking about who's who's fighting over old people. Yeah, who's fighting over old people? But like, I mean, is that a fight even worth fighting? Any uh, like, how much longer are you gonna fight that fight? You know, I mean, what, hopefully one day. They'll, they'll finally start dying but um right in the meantime they're the one they have spending money so advertising there is value to them yeah, and yeah. If we eyes at it and you know and they're also still running our country finances and stuff right well our, they're I, unfortunately everyone over 60 is still in charge mm -hmm. yeah no kidding well, so I guess they do matter, Jake. So they can get some laughs and some guffaws. Mm -hmm. Uh, talking about cancel culture is that what you want? Yeah, yeah. Have you? Um, I haven't. I remember. You know, you're, uh -huh. you, you're you're avoiding the issue. What are your pitches for at midnight? The 2.0. Well, my my pitch for at my at midnight 
would I think I, I still want to be a game show, but I think I, I want more than just topical games that people answer with a buzzer. I would like some physical challenges. Like like or things that like, are real, like with props or are you just talking about like gestures and miming <laughs> no with props like if, if if this could be more like bunk and less like at midnight that would be great yeah i think having a little bit yeah some stuff well one the physical stuff will probably go over well on tiktok mm -hmm. um you know america's funniest home video slash tiktok right. um I know it's on CBS, so this probably wouldn't go, but I feel like a darker version of Ed Midnight would be really cool. Um, if there was way to ways to like ask like satirical questions about, you know, like what's going on in U Ukraine or you know, uh whatever tragedy happened that day. To raise awareness. Yeah, I think there's clever ways to get at that without being hack or right. what you're talking about, or also reference like you know the weird like mm -hmm. i love it i hate it culture does online and right and also i mean without again about being cheesy some some stuff that is like visual like you you're saying i think that mm -hmm. is, is smart rather than mm -hmm. just a bunch of three people talking behind podiums right um just to have some physicality to it is smart mm -hmm. i also I, my big note would be like i think the jeopardy riff visually is kind of dead Mm -hmm. and i know the uk they love that but they're they still have a king and you know queen they have a whole royal family so they're <laughs> fucking idiots and, like, still, they still like everything like everyone right. to dress up and be right. prim and proper so they like the shiny floor bullshit right but I, my big note would be to find a way it doesn't have to go full living room full podcast but what who gives a shit still mm -hmm. have have production value but right standing behind podiums that looks like Jeopardy mm -hmm. seems a little outdated to me. And also a reference. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I guess maybe you have to have that, but it seems a little like you're visually. It's not going to be interesting to share online and all that stuff. Right. Also, I would like points to be more arbitrary. Like I know Hardwick would just yell points, but well, I think yeah. I think you just need a scorekeeper. Who's, yeah, no, who's but like more, who, who's the random asshole rather than the host? Right, right, and that could be fun. Uh, remember the original whose line is it anyway? The points like were all over the place. Mm -hmm. I, I think I would like that more. Where it's like, oh, this person gave like the weirdest, funniest answer, so they're gonna get five thousand points, and then you um you made a reference to um the king and queen so you're gonna actually lose 100 points <laughs> like i i yeah. yeah i would love that sort of nonsensical that like again it's called at midnight it should be a little more chaotic yeah i agree yeah so i think we're all we're on the same page some right some physicalities a little more visual who, who more, you, any more ideas chaos. for a host I don't know. It's a tricky thing because he's mm -hmm. like, you got to facilitate mm -hmm. and it's like, you got to be a little bit, just a sprinkle of a jerk, but also mm -hmm. like hosty. Sure. Um, Why Ron I mean, Lynch keeps popping into mine, but he's not famous enough. Yeah. You probably can't get someone a little younger. Yeah. But, 
kind of nice. Like, it'd be nice to find a woman. Oh, yeah, for sure. Love of God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, more more women in comedy exist besides Chelsea Handler, Eliza Schlesinger, and yeah. uh, Amy Schumer. Gosh, no, no. I mean, I don't know. Also, it's going to be interesting to see like where it lands as far as like profile and people's thought about it and how it's branded. Um, right. It's on the big network, so that has a little more clout than Comedy Central, uh-huh. but it's still a game show. We're not. It's still not as like as a prestige thing as like UK and other places. Uh-huh. I don't. I'm interested to see how how it rolls out as far as like host and who they get on it and right whether it's looked at as. Oh. Okay, here's my pitch for At Midnight now. Okay, mm-hmm. Anna Saragina and Kyle Mazzono host, and then they make the audit, the contestants do the dumbest shit they can possibly think of. <laughs> I think, I like where your head's at. I think that's, like, a good, like, every now and then, like, audience night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I am... Be, they could be, like, the audience, the the... the like the audience, like the host for the audience night. <laughs> sure. I mean, this is they, what we basically... Where they're like, uh, you know, it's like they're filling in or, or like they're the audience coordinators and they just have to make do. Right, right. <laughs> I mean... It's like, I, kids, it's like kids who got put in charge of the, of, of the class while the teacher's out or something. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then they, yeah, they're, they turn out to be not that responsible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so like I love it. It doesn't always be like the bre- the gumming thing, but if, if with the writing and stuff, I think it'd be fun to have a, a little touch of storylines, sure. <laughs> just like running runners and mm-hmm. you know, right? People's people's objectives of like being sure. on the show. Sure. I have. Oh, I mean, if you want that, like, have Chad Damiani be his like security guard character, and that's mm-hmm. like, a, like, or yeah, I think that I think stuff like that could help with repeat guests and stuff, and just like make people a little more invested than like mm-hmm. just clipping out random shit from the internet, which has value, but right. I I mean, let's not get it twisted. We know that you know this was the uh, didn't have any other good idea than this was cheaper. <laughs> even hilariously though they add a colbert to already yeah i mean the joke behind the scenes was like this had uh, this show already had like 15 executive producers right <laughs> uh and, and like three companies involved so they add a colbert and it's like okay so in theory i understand that that's a multiple production is it's going to be probably still cheaper with all a million eps but mm-hmm. Uh, that's why they did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I mean, I yeah, I don't know, but I know, you know. Yeah, but no. also we just you know America needs game you know comedy game shows, so I'm rooting for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, I mean, why it, not? If it gets if it lets good comics get highlighted and get paid, that's a that's a plus. Oh, 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 you want them to get paid too? Wow, you're so greedy, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> what character is this, Joel? What character are you playing now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Contrary asshole. Oh, um, sure. But yeah, uh, when are they starting that? Did they say? In the news? No, they haven't because they're still like developing it. 
But, but I, I mean, I, at a certain point, they can't because what corn's ending in May. Yeah, I, I imagine they're, that they they're gonna sometime this year. Maybe you can't. I mean, I mean, maybe you can. What are there are there roles anymore? But I would assume mm-hmm. it would have to be probably by the fall. Yeah, I would. I would assume by fall. Yeah. They well, would. good luck everyone who's trying to get work and get on that show. Right. Good luck to you all. Uh-huh. I, hope I hope it's positive work uh-huh. environment mm-hmm. and constructive and and fun. I wonder and if not, is... not uh-huh. full of heartache and stress. Mm-hmm. Ditto. I wonder if this the the way that they it depends on how they structure it, but I wonder if they, like they'll bring back hashtag wars and that's what saves Twitter. You know because that, that was know, used to dominate Twitter. Every I don't know. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how that works as far as like what they're gonna try to lean on social media wise. You know, of course they'll integrate TikTok and shit, but yeah, it's hard to like like to be current and not outdated right. in that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Next news story. Um. <clears throat> Tina Fey and Amy Poehler uh, are going on a tour this spring uh, to four cities. They're big nationwide tours, just four cities. Uh, yeah, I know. Washington, D.C., Boston, uh, Chicago, and Atlantic City. Yeah, those are the four. Um Atlantic City is interesting. Huh? Yeah, um, Atlantic City isn't, and it, why it's interesting. It seems like okay, they didn't want to play New York or LA. Um, and but then I mean, they LA's, wanted to play. LA's a, a notoriously tricky, shitty place for famous yeah. people because everyone's, I guess, over it, or or it has that. It has it needs the hype machine with it. Just if you're just famous, that's not good enough. Right, but I think Amy and Tina are past that. I mean, certainly, like, when Martin Short and Steve Martin went on tour, they played both places. What are they? What venue? What size venue are they? I want to say... They're successful. It's going to be great. I think it's interesting. Uh, To me, it indicates Mm -hmm. there's something else. This is like like a toe in the water, because it's not worth, like, they're rich enough they don't need whatever i mean they'll make some nice little money right but it has to be either hinting at something more along this line of live touring or another project or i don't know they're gonna start producing and there's some kind of something else that this is like a a toe in the water for yeah i wonder i wonder if it's amy like because amy has been kind of off camera for a while now yeah. Just yeah, like... it might be a way. Maybe they are gonna be in TV or movies a little bit more. Restarting right. that. Yeah. It seems to me because it's like okay, you're not doing a real tour. You're just doing this little fun thing, which is great. Everything more power to you, but mm-hmm. it indicates that you, this is a test for something else. Right. So um, that's why. So, so Jake, talk to me whenever the real news comes out on this shit. Sure. Okay. But I'm happy for the thousands of people who will be entertained by those two. Yeah, they can afford. Ladies. 
I what is it? Yeah. Like forty six dollar tickets or whatever they go on yeah, sale. That's, that's it. That's nice. That's a nice. That's well, great. I think that's where it starts, and then it like goes up from there. Sure, there's always gonna be asshole tickets, but forty forty some bucks is okay. That's, All that's right, nice. can we make that a thing through Live Nation or Ticketmaster? Now there's like an asshole <laughs> tier. Like if you pay, yeah. I would over... love it if the drop down thing asshole presale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, promo code I am. I think I think it would be split. I think some people are like, yeah, I know, and then other people will just be like, hand over chest, like like horror, like not me. <laughs> of the arts. Yeah. <laughs> But you, you're also an asshole for buying a ticket that extra. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much to say. It sounds like a nice little thing, but to me, it indicates since it was so short that either they're going to want to do more touring or they're they're trying right. to restart, get something going, build a little, right. a little buzz, a little restart, right. a little something, right, or something else. Right. It'll be interesting to I I, I think about how it it will contrast with Steve Martin and Martin Short's tour. Because, like, what's what was really weird about... I, I mean, I didn't even get to see the show, but I got to see clips of it, and obviously they went on late night and everywhere to promote it. Um, There's this weird sort of affectation that their, like, like argumentative dynamic has. It's, like, clear, like, there's some, they're very close friends, but they're, like, doing this weird dance of wind it seemingly kill each other or like kill each other's career during the show mm-hmm. or like we're the worst of friends and I mean, that's smart. it's smart yeah. you, tension is good storytelling tension I is mean, good storytelling but there's a yeah. point at which it seems like okay this is or you're putting us on I'm sh- i mean come on dude everything <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I guess you're like the maybe like the the joke where it's thin or it doesn't have enough turns to it for you. Sure, right. maybe. Right. Uh, well, I, the dynamic with between Tina and Amy are much. To, I mean, I think they're they they're much. I mean, they're. I think that they, they like each other publicly. Yeah, they haven't really had a like a attention banter. Yeah, yeah, past. yeah. And I think that's what. Well, you know what? I mean, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. <laughs> I mean, I assume it's not going to just be like, "Yay!" And it's not going to be like you know a ninety-minute, two-hour show of "Yay." No, I no, I wouldn't figure yeah. out an angle mm-hmm. to present themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> on stage, right? Together. Yeah, I. I mean, that's not even what they did in the Golden Globes, but it wasn't like it was in stark contrast to Ricky Gervais. Yeah, there's there's obnoxious, there's fun comedic obnoxiousness. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, you can kind of guess where like Steve Martin, Martin Short would land mm-hmm. with their live show. I guess it is interesting to see like how would you, mm-hmm. and are they gonna have guests? Or... I'm assuming they would. For if four dates, you better have guests. They didn't say. I thought the the press thing said there was some indication of guests because yeah. that also is a good. It kills time and then. Also... <laughs> It also is like the surprise person for the thing. Right. And so you have to write less. Yes. <laughs> um, also, whatever whatever structure you build, you can then you can plop people in. And so it's familiar, but different. Right, right. I don't I guess that's interest that's an interesting part to like just see what what is the live show. Yeah. 
versus even um when oh hello and how that had a big broadway run and they had different guests and it was just Mulaney and kroll going off every night yeah i mean too many people they can kill mm. it's not hard for them to get through an hour no hour plus no no, no. especially I mean, there's two of them and especially people who, especially stand up, you know, people like, oh, God, I got to write an hour's worth of jokes mm-hmm. versus like, oh, we're just going to be fucking around a certain portion. And then there's some structure. <laughs> yeah. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. I mean, that's that's you just described the formula for British panel shows. Mm hmm. Now we're back at midnight. Yeah, I guess I yeah, so you did yeah, I guess comedy curiosity of what the live show will be. Yeah. Uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I, also think, I also I just industry draw. Mm-hmm. I think there's it's indicating something else. Yeah. Well <laughs> I was like, what's, mm-hmm. what's the point of doing, you know, doing four shows? That's right. That's silly. Yeah, that is silly. Yeah, taping it as a special or something. Um I uh yeah we'll we'll have to wait and see but not that long because it's gonna happen this spring. Um, I'll mention this last news story and then I'll I have like one, maybe more than one question left. So Arrested Development, um, is leaving Netflix, including the Netflix produced seasons after it took a long hiatus. Mostly, it seemed to do well after it got canceled at fox it uh took a a, like people wanted it back because it came became a cult favorite especially when it arrived on netflix uh or now i'm remembering when remember when we used to buy dvds and people would trade the dvd jewel cases of arrested development seasons one through three i remember those days yeah um anyways uh yeah it became it's a cool gone. it's going for it's going away it's right it's going away forever. Uh-huh. like it's it's also like it seemed when i read that it seemed like uh it's just gone it's going yeah i mean it'll probably end up i mean now we it's like we're, we're speeding our way back to cable where there are all these different channels of different sort of tiers of content uh, but it's just the access points are different. Um, so like you'll probably be able to watch Arrested Development on Pluto TV or the Roku channel or what was it on an advertisement of the Super Bowl 2B? Yeah, they're yeah, it's just it's, it's syndication 2.0 and all yeah. the streamers are trying to just find some stuff that's maybe like a little, you know, kind of like not actively hit, you know pulling in people anymore but then they but it has value still and then they can like get some cash in hand mm-hmm. to put it on a different platform right it's pretty funny that yeah it is like kind of a remix of the old days of syndication the tricky thing i guess about arrest development i'm sure they'll make figure it out but but mm-hmm. it has a, a few different you know masters so to mm-hmm. speak so right i guess it's not as an easy sell to like that there's more hoops to jump through mm-hmm. if they yeah. want the whole thing together right well i mean people are desperate for money uh across the board <laughs> in entertainment so maybe that won't be that hard they're like, like you want to pay anything huh people, can that be on your tombstone people are desperate for money 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> cool. That, and then have that sponsored that as a sponsored message by somebody. Yeah, I don't know what it, I mean. My thought about this stuff. There's a lots of there's all sorts of things of late that are just going being removed from streamers, and then they don't have like necessarily DVDs or other, so they're just gone. Right. Um. You know, maybe temporarily, maybe more closer to forever. Yeah. Well, it's that's weird. Where... It'll probably yeah. be on YouTube. I bet anything that slips out of streaming properties or streaming services and it's not anywhere, it'll probably exist on YouTube for a time. Like, why do you say that? Well, uh, Mission Hill, the show co-created by Bill Oakley, who I was last week's guest, mm -hmm. um, it only lasted one season on Fox for a myriad of reasons, but has gained a cult following since it left the air several years ago. And uh, like it, all the episodes are on YouTube and like how it's even coming back into sort of conversation is that somebody tweeted at bill that not only has the episodes been um, uploaded to YouTube, but like somebody found a way to restore it in 4k and so, like, so this is all kind of semi unofficial, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming the show still has a corporate master to it. Yeah, but and it doesn't seem not, like they just don't care. I guess they don't care. Or maybe they see, oh, we can like maybe it'll build out some interest and then we can like spin it to something else, like Pluto or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For a time period. Yeah, but like the you can still go on YouTube right now and watch them in full. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is just what's going to, I guess, I know maybe we're all under the assumption we we get some forever mm -hmm. stuff, but uh, I guess stuff's going to come and go, uh -huh. and you're going to have to search it, it's almost like books or albums or stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. So if it's not, if it only has a certain level of popularity, mm -hmm. you know, you'll have access to it, and then you won't, and then you have to find someone to represent it and distribute it yeah or there i don't really have a solution it's no, there unfortunate. Is no it's nice when things are just always available yeah. at least in some fashion but i don't know there's lots of examples of stuff coming and going and being hard right. to find yeah i don't know if you that's like the ideal business model to squeeze every last penny out of somebody to just make it always available all the time yeah, but it's, maybe it's kind of. I mean, I guess you'd like. It's a little unrealistic, and maybe to like always, always have things. Right. Well, I mean, the the squeeze has got to come somewhere. I mean, so Spotify kind of does that, but then like the artists get fucked at Spotify. Yeah, but then the artists can be like, get, get my shit off Spotify. Yeah. But then it's like, cool, kudos to you, but wait, now it's just not available. No, yeah, you have to go on Bandcamp. And who wants even, to go on Bandcamp? You got to go find a CD or a vinyl that's like sold from second party or something. Yeah, and then, I mean, geez, I I don't even have a way to play this. Unlike I guess anything. that's the, the frustrating thing is like books and things. They At least they had the physical version of themselves that you could hunt something down. 
you know, or like, or do the like, hey, like, I bought, you know, I know a guy knows a guy who gave me a copy of something, but it's like these streaming things kind of like either they exist or they don't. Right. Right. <laughs> it's tough. Oh boy. Uh, it goes, I, I hope it isn't gone forever, just, mm -hmm. you know, right. but uh, I don't really have a solution to how to fix this problem in Hollywood. <laughs> Yeah, we're, it's gonna be not... more. It's gonna be more of it. Uh, they're gonna be probably more aggressively and cynical about it. Mm -hmm. I think they're stumbling into this these mm -hmm. occurrences, and now I think they'll start planning it and like right. doing gross things and doing the version of like you remember how Disney movies were like mm -hmm. only available to buy on VHS or DVD, you know, for like is like during the Christmas season. Like you can only get Cinderella, right? For three months, and then who knows? At some point, maybe fifteen years from now, we'll sell it again. Uh huh. And we might be hitting. We might be hitting that that same version. Of Either that, or that like it'll it'll ad tears will be so gross. I mean, they're kind of getting like that already. Uh, that they they'll just like, do you do you want to pay extra to watch it without ads? Or there'll be like a like like deep catalog. <laughs> you get you get yeah. ten more dollars a month, and you get a deep catalog. Yeah, some of those Hulu ad breaks are as long as like original like linear TV ad breaks now, and I really hate it. Mm. We should talk. I should. No, I think. Never mind. I'm not gonna say this on air. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. <laughs>
my anecdotal evidence is like there's like maybe like a three to five mile maybe radius where mm-hmm. people really spend most of their non-working life mm-hmm. in los angeles right and so you know if you're not like totally on top of each other then it's fine i mean in a perfect world we would have liked to stay at mondays just because mm-hmm. it's just what's been happening mm-hmm. uh I don't know. There's some pros and cons just for my life and Mandy's life, but sure. I'm running a show on Monday. But it's fun to also, there's usually not a lot of shit going on. So it's just nice to be like, right. yeah, we're one of them. So it was a little bummer to overlap. And, you know, with shows I like and, and people, I, you know, we respect them. Definitely not trying to step on their toes. It was just permanent records is not open on Mondays. And then right. there were, you know, post pandemic and, they're a bar and a venue and they're just trying to be realistic about their staffing and not like bite off more than they can chew sure. and yeah and be respectful to the employees they have right so yeah so wednesday it is and you just roll the punches right so yeah i think los angeles it's always been like that at least since i've been do- producing in los angeles mm-hmm. like people are very neighborhood oriented so mm-hmm. if you're not like like down the block literally right there's there's space there's room it's okay then why can't we get anything really going on the west side great question west well, side, wrong, millions and millions of people live over there too also okay aaron um aaron harold ellen harold ellen harold yeah she has advocating and that's like the one yeah that does great yeah, but it's, like, it's on the west it's side. One, one indie show. Okay, I think there's a little bit of like you build. You know, there's a version of build it. If you build it, they'll come. Sure. There are people over there now that are like have some free time, more interested. There's always been college kids a little bit at West Side, Laurel sure. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're like hard to gather. You know, it's uh, similar to like people trying to get them to watch television, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like, can you congregate together in a bar to watch entertainment for a certain amount of time? But uh, there are people over there that will do stuff. And um, I think it's hard if you're like, you're you're the only thing. There's the new show, Sautel Show. That seems yeah. to be doing well. That's a monthly. Uh, There's a guy, Dan O'Carter, who does a lot of stuff in the South Bay. I think it's a little, it has been hard. It's not, it's not made up, but I also think if people just put their, put the flag in the ground and, and suffered through a shitty first six months Mm -hmm. and got word of mouth and you can slowly grow. I think there are people who would do it. I think there's just, uh, I don't know. I think maybe the West side is naturally like people don't go to entertainment as much mm-hmm. i thought east side also has a still a forever you know young people under 35 who are like i just don't want to be home sure <laughs> you need that you need the a healthy starter kit of i don't want to be home oh yeah my it, demo. It, maybe the <laughs> maybe the percentage of east side versus west side Los, and we're in the weeds on los angeles but uh west side maybe that there's less of them but i think there's more than there was 10 years ago sure and i think people just have to find we don't have as many venues Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like backyards and coffee shops but that's always been the case and sometimes you just gotta figure that out right find it market it 
word of mouth. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. Here's here's the real bugaboo, I what? think. What? Is that I would say 95, 98%, like close to 100% of performers mm -hmm. live east side. Mm -hmm. And they are lazy assholes oh, and yeah. don't want to drive, which I, on, I understand to a certain, even though I just call them lazy assholes, I understand mm -hmm. it's a drive. It's an effort to cross town in Los Angeles. Sure. Um, so I don't begrudge, necessarily begrudge more successful people being like, okay, but I could do something that's 20 minutes away from where I live or something that's like up to an hour away right? for, for 10 to 15 minutes set for mm -hmm. no pay or low pay. Right. But so that's the real problem. I think Jake is yeah. these fuckers don't live on the West side. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't want to drive over there. All right, so we got to start a subsidy program to get comedians to live on the west side. We'll tack that on right after we try to get fucking affordable housing for everyone. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, I'll hit up Comedy Gives Back and maybe they'll make that happen. I don't know. I think you got to be creative and like maybe there's a world where you like partner with a nearby restaurant and be like, and eh, we give you like, you know, there's a disc, you know, I don't know. You got to like, Somehow mm -hmm. talk people into it, but it's like you're talking them going two hours away to Palm Springs or something, but right. it's just the Santa Monica. <laughs> My God. Yeah. There's this idea that Santa Monica is a far off kingdom and it's not. Or you just have to find people who live. I mean, same thing, you know, New York probably has this thing with Manhattan and Brooklyn and any certain parts of Brooklyn. Yo, yeah, yeah. No, if you live on the Upper East Side or Upper West Side, I don't think those people go to Brooklyn. Yeah. Ever. See? Yeah. So it's like, so, you know, sometimes it's just like physically like where people live. Yeah. Like the performers. Yeah. No one's doing it. I mean, you know, sadly, there's not, as far as I know, a lot of comedy shows that happen even in Queens. And I mean, QED is in Astoria, but not a, there's not a lot else in Astoria compared to like, you know, um, Gowanus in Brooklyn mm -hmm. or the Lower East Side. Yeah, I think maybe lineup shows are the wrong way to attack it or mm -hmm. exclusively trying to build out a scene through lineup mm -hmm. shows is maybe not the way. And you mm -hmm. maybe you get people who like are throwing like versions of parties and house mm -hmm. parties and then you get like you invite one to two mm -hmm. a little more veteran people to participate mm -hmm. in a comedy setting or have some some little hook to it. Right. But trying to get like five to seven people. Mm -hmm. over and yeah so maybe you just gotta attack it differently yeah good luck everyone i'm not good. doing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah good luck everyone but, well, uh, yeah i think yeah party you know mm -hmm. just think about just relax a little bit don't do copy and paste with comedy clubs and mm -hmm. think about community building and stuff that people want to hang out and do that's fun yeah with the a little bit of entertainment I think you could build something. Yeah, those are the best show house shows where it proves yeah, to be a yeah. good so hang. house show, house show adjacent, something that has a good hang. Mm -hmm. And then you only gotta talk one or two people to drive. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you know, the weather's nicer over on that side. I mean, you know, within the idyllic spectrum of LA weather. Um it's, it's possible. Good mm -hmm. luck, everybody. I think this is the most positive I've seen you in a long time. 
<laughs> I, always I always mix in some positive. Sure. That's good. Uh, Joel, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, this evening in your time in Berlin. I really, really appreciate it. No problem. Always fun. Thank, thank you for informing me about Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> glad to. Glad to keep you and all the listeners here uh, up to date. Uh, is, uh, where can people find you online? Is there anything else you would like to promote? Mm, just, uh, well, now that Hot Tub's back, mm-hmm. you know, Hot Tub show, mm-hmm. most social, you know, I don't know, the socials that matter. I know, actually, no, we're just in Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> just in, just Instagram, Instagram, the website? Just Instagram in general? That's the one that seems to matter for uh-huh. us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and then, you know, I guess Wednesday nights in mm-hmm. the back of a record store slash venue. Right. You're in Los Angeles. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It sometimes it's cold. Everybody in your life, just buy a jacket and a hat. It'll yeah. serve you well. Yeah, that's what I want to plug: hat, jackets and hats. Jackets and hats. You got. You know what? You're an adult now. Promo code. You're gonna need a jacket and a hat at some point. Promo code: <laughs> Grow the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, in a loving way. It'll be nice for you. You'll be able to do <laughs> lots of things. You'll be able to travel. You won't be cold. It's mm-hmm. nice. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, I also second that. I love jackets. Jackets are so great. Uh, I'm Jake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it doesn't have to be dorky or boring. No. It could be a fun jacket. Yeah. I have a velvet collar on the jacket that I'm wearing right now. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm Jake Kroger. I created the Comedy Bureau. You can find the Comedy Bureau at thecomedybureau.com. At the Comedy Bureau across socials, you can find me on Instagram at Not the Supermarket, on Twitter at MJ Kroger. So many great causes support at this time. So I would ask that you please support those. Donating to emergency aid for Syria and Turkey sounds like a good idea. Uh, but if you have money and generosity left over, please support the Comedy Bureau to keep it running. And with that said, as we sign off here, do you have anything else to say, Joel? No, I, Jay, you're doing great. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for your service. I do need to hear that uh, every so often. Thank you so much. Uh, comedy is happening. And as the great Brody Stevens would say, enjoy it. Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger. Music by Brian Grineo. Artwork by Andrew Delman and KT. And part of the Believe Podcast family. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.